0: Here we go. This comes to us from our good friend, Jordan Maywood. Steamed clams. You call hamburger steamed ham? Yes. Debra! Hello, welcome to the LubroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical LubroCubiculus. This show is one in which I discuss all the vast, never-ending, seemingly, hopefully, although that would mean immortality, vast quantities of media I have consumed, uh, that I do consume rather. Why? Why would I do such a thing? Well, you see, if I don't, what's going to happen? I think, and I could be wrong, it's happened once before, the data, the datum, I don't know which is correct, when you would use data versus datum, I don't know. Does Is data the singular? or uh, Is datum the singular? Why did I say that twice? Oh boy, we're off to a great start this episode. Would just sit in my brain and take up space. So this podcast pushes it out, excretes it into the internet as if I'm in some sort of uh, a, a matrix style pod hooked directly to my mind which maybe I am. Maybe this is a double matrix of situation. Maybe we're in the matrix, I'm in a pod, and I'm recording this podcast, which is like a matrix pod, in that it gets my thoughts into the internet. Wow. The classic double matrix. I think that might be the classic double matrix. That might be the title of this episode. And I am not sure if I've had the title, uh, happens so quickly in an episode if that ends up being it. So that's a fun thing. That's a fun thing. Uh all right. So uh the other thing I should say is you may not have consumed some of this media yourself. So you know, I don't want to ruin it for you. So I warn sort of spoiler warning. I'm I'm thinking of coining the phrase. Mhm. Uh all right. Now I'm going to push a button that will get us started like this. monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is milo the converter thank you for that sponsorship movie the first valoran and the city of a thousand planets in the dumb title yeah okay admittedly uh, uh, you know it's a wordy title and i suppose factually accurate in that there is a city that contains thousands of different species from, you know, different planets. So that's kind of a city of a thousand planets. Yeah, okay, it's accurate, but it's still kind of dumb. A dark force threatens Alpha. Hmm. That's the titular city. <laughs> titular city. A vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. I don't think it's exactly a thousand. It's probably a little over. Well, maybe it's 988. We don't know. Special operatives Valoran and Loreline. Loreline? I forget. Must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. Okay, so I will start off with Valoran and Loreline, played by uh, Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne. Also, those are names... (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, they were, you know, I feel like rules like this are tough. They're, they're tough to pull off. You're, you know, you're in space. You got to pretend you're seeing aliens and stuff. You know, uh, 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 what's the hell is that girl's name? Uh, Rihanna is an alien. You got to pretend you're, you're talking to Rihanna, but she's not really there. It's just a blue blobby thing. It's tough. It's it's tough work. So, of the things that were maybe not great of this movie, that toughness is apparent, let's say. Now, everything else I fucking loved. Yeah, uh, I don't... This was, I think, on a list of sort of underrated sci-fi movies. And uh, yeah, definitely, it, 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 I feel like it flew under the radar. Uh, I never really heard anyone talking about it. But uh, I I loved it, just for the reason that... Uh it it ticks a lot of boxes for me in terms of love of sci-fi and uh fantasy as well. It's got some of those elements. A quest. It's definitely got a quest vibe. Uh saving a uh saving a species from destruction. Uh and just beautiful. Uh this city is incredible. Um Different sort of biomes, uh, the variety of species does what I always want Star Trek to do, which is don't have all your species just you know humans with a different nose, basically. Like have some some crazy things like uh, like like ones who live underwater or 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 technological ones, or, and they all have their certain niches that add to the overall awesomeness of the city. Uh, that have sort of built up over the over the ages. Uh, started with humans and we get sort of a, a, an initial uh, uh, building of the city where uh, alien races sort of come by and we, we meet them, you know, uh, the, there's a little montage, I guess you would call it at the beginning, uh, of, of the initial stages of the city. And uh, again, I think what I like of things like this is uh, uh, the creators of this film really had a variety of different, not only aliens, but uh, uh, just like different parts of the ship looked different depending on who lived there. Uh, uh, and it was just sort of, I don't know, it was like beautiful. Beautiful and sometimes hideous, which is uh, also beautiful in its own way. Uh, rating wise, I think I would go like a solid, jeez, would I go five? Like I really, really liked, uh, just, you know what happened in it <laughs> i really like this movie yeah man i'm bad at this uh i think i'd go <clears throat> just shy of five I'll, I'll, I'll take some marks off for the mm, difficulty of acting but uh, you know if you like sci-fi this has uh, uh elements that uh, i feel like i've been craving in sci-fi and uh, it was really good apparently it's based on a french science fiction comic series hmm interesting Moving on to Annabelle Comes Home. You know what's weird? I've just realized. So this is an Annabelle movie, you know, the creepy doll. Uh, Not just similar to *Fowler* and the Thousand Planets. This does something that I like as well. Uh, It's almost in that vibe of um, where there's a team needs to be built. Like, you know, your suicide squads or your... Uh, 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 or a heist movie does it often where there's a a, a team of different things needs to be gathered uh, 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 What's the hell is that really bad one with Sean Connery which you know I like for this reason um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where there's just like a, a, a group of characters uh, in this case bad characters uh, that are sort of banded together and they all have these different powers so uh, normally in these movies, it's uh, Annabelle's the uh, the big, bad, uh, haunted, possessed doll, whatever. Um, but this time, she's taken back to the home where these uh, people bring all their evil goodies, which always sort of reminds me of, uh, in Supernatural, how they have uh, various sort of stockpiles of evil goods, apparently. Uh, uh, so this is this universe's version of that. Uh, and then she, through very dumb means... Uh, a, a real dummy uh, lets her out and then uh, that sort of allows all the other evil things in this uh, in this vault of evil to become uh, active once more so you're not getting just Annabelle you're getting a, a whole bunch of other weird and uh, uh, crazy and we don't know how or why they do what they do but they're clearly trying to kill you just items that uh, uh, you know maybe we got a ghost uh, there was a cool uh, TV that sort of showed, you know, briefly into the future. That one was interesting. A phone that apparently kills you. Uh, a, a haunted uh, samurai outfit. Uh, a, a, a piano that, you know, does something. I don't know. Uh, one of those monkeys that like uh, uh, claps together symbols for some reason. Yeah, a lot of it, uh, we don't really find out what it does. It's just that sort of level of creepiness. Uh, and, and why I uh, like... It, it wasn't scary, necessarily. Uh, which some of these, you know, Conjuring, Annabelle movies, I do find scary. But uh, not this one. It's got sort of a... I don't know Monster of the Week feel. But, uh, but yeah, kind of, kind of. Uh, and, you know, your classic teens in trouble. So, while well, babysitting the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren... Yeah, so they're the ones who gather all this. <laughs> she, uh, a teenager and her friend unknowingly awaken an evil spirit trapped in a doll. This did make me also want to watch Chucky and I feel like, our Child's Play with Chucky. Uh, this did make me feel like the crossover of Annabelle and Chucky is, you know, that's got to happen, right? Like your Freddy versus Jason, we need Annabelle versus Chucky. Mm-hmm. You know what if I didn't have the classic double matrix uh, you know what maybe we'll do an extra long title classic double matrix colon Annabelle V Chucky now that's a title that doesn't make any sense and I'm here for it um, rating wise if you're gonna rate this as a scary movie I would go you know two Yeah, not much, not much in terms of scares per se. Now, if you're going to watch it in terms of just like a a, a fun horror movie with lots of uh, crazy stuff going on, I'd go like four. Yeah, four plus. Uh, I enjoyed Annabelle Comes Home for that reason. Uh, Moving on to a movie that is very different than the first two, uh, which is from 1972, kind of explains it, Joe Kidd. Uh, an ex bounty hunter reluctantly helps a wealthy landowner and his henchmen track down a Mexican revenue- revolutionary leader, starring Clint Eastwood. Yes, yes, yes. Your classic Clint Eastwood, uh, Western of the Spaghetti Variety. Oh, written by Elmore Leonard. Didn't he? You know, I'm going to click on him because I think he wrote Get Shorty. Am I crazy? He wrote something else. Jackie Brown? Oh, yeah, he did write catch Shorty. Look at that. I think I read that book, actually. I'm pretty sure I did. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, every once in a while, I'll just feel like a Western. And uh, uh, you get Clint Eastwood involved in your uh, 70s uh, Western, and it's going to be a good time, basically. Uh, this is no exception. It does, however, fall under the category of movies that I start watching, thinking I haven't seen before and gets probably an embarrassing uh, amount into before realizing I have seen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that uh, I feel like that happens with Clint Easton, Eastwood, Easton, Eastward, uh Westerns occasionally for me, where, because there's so many of them, and to be fair, Clint Eastwood Western movies, they share a lot of similarities. Hell, uh, some of them are, he's kind of playing the same character, the man with no name, so that makes sense. He's not playing that here, he's playing the titular <laughs> Joe Kidd. Uh, yeah, uh, rating-wise, Robert Duvall's great, he's the uh, the bad guy. We got some other good character actor bad guys as well. Dick Van Patten in there as a hotel manager, sure. <laughs> there are no small roles, but it was a pretty small role. Uh, I think i'd go three enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again unless i forget i watched it so that's three and change we'll say uh there's better there's definitely better clint eastwood westerns out there it's just i had sort of reached a point now where i've seen you know the vast majority of them so you know if you want to watch them all you start watching ones like joe Kid. moving on by pushing button talk today's television talk sponsor is the crockett island crockpot thank you for that sponsorship all right we're talking uh, midnight mass which is a television program a mini series a limited run series sometimes they call them Available for your viewing pleasure on Netflix. An American supernatural horror streaming television miniseries, (laughs) according to Wikipedia. Uh, Starring Raul Coley. Yes, that's uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to watch this. Uh, I've spoken uh, highly of uh, Mr. Coley on this podcast uh, several times in the past. Uh, Quite often uh, revolving around... um, Funhouse, which is where I first sort of uh, uh, found him, uh, and then also I watched *I Zombie*, which uh, I was a big fan of his uh, his work on that. And uh, what else did we do? *Blair*, oh, what the hell was a horror one that he also did recently? Uh Haunting of Blair Manor*. Blair Manor, yeah, that one as well, which we liked. Uh, watch that one with the misses. Watch this one with the missiles, and we friggin loved it. Uh, easy, just to get it out of the way. Uh, easy five out of five maybe i'd go slightly less than five for one thing in particular uh and, and this makes me wonder was there uh was there like a, a a talk a discussion of this was there um was this something planned or was just something that just sort of happened over the course of uh, writing and filming of this this movie, or this series, and uh, I'm going to spoil some things, so you know, keep that in mind. Skip ahead or turn it off. I don't care at this point. <laughs> 592 episodes. You do what you want to do. Anyways. Um, this. Uh, okay, so the plot centers on an isolated island community that experiences supernatural uh, events after the ru- arrival of a mysterious priest. Okay, so the events are Draculas, and by that I mean vampires. Now, the decision that I'm talking about is the one that means this the series of events, this world in which this story takes place, exists in a world where vampires do not exist. Uh, the, the the word vampire is never mentioned. There is a... Uh, a Pointy eared, winged, demonic looking bloodsucker uh, that's uh, eventually the whole island basically sees this thing. Not one person says vampire. Uh, he infects through means, which maybe I'll leave that a little vague, uh, through means, uh, uh, people like the priest, for example, um, uh, causing them to uh, have the, the unstoppable desire to drink human blood. Again, vampires never mentioned. So, like, that's a choice, I feel like. Like, that's not just something you stumble upon. Um, and, and that's why I'm taking a mark off, because I like when, uh, uh, like, in, in a zombie movie, they say, what, these are like zombies for movies, or, or, or like, yeah, you don't know about zombies? Like, I like when there's that sort of meta. Um, it's just a, feels like an extra layer of a disbelief that I have to suspend that none of these people know what a vampire is uh I suppose it would make certain story elements a little more difficult to uh, progress like uh, there's a doctor who uh, uh, notices that when certain of her patient's blood gets in the sun it bursts into flames so I don't know. Maybe she would say, wait, that's like what a vampire's blood probably would do. And then that would, uh, uh much more easily progress the story. Whereas here there's a little more humming and hon, uh, what, uh, so rating wise, you know, almost five, almost five, uh, a definite creepy. Uh, uh, there's some, there's the odd funny moment, which I like. Um, yeah, it, it's just a, it, it was a delight and a, a sort of edge of your seat, uh, cliff, oh yeah, the cliffhangers on this were incredible, uh, whoever decided w- when to stop an episode uh, would always seemingly have an incredible thing at the end, just like literal jaw dropping, holy shit I can't believe that just happened thing uh, which is something I, you know, I, I feel like I haven't s- experienced in a while. Uh, all of this great, what is perhaps even greater is uh, uh, because of my uh, love of Raoul And uh, getting to see how popular this is. And, um, you know, I followed him on Twitter for for years and years. But uh, seeing him on there and just sort of enjoying um, the the love pouring his way uh, for this role uh has been a delight and uh he he's he's clearly enjoying it uh in, in just a fun way I, I recommend him as a twitter follower in general uh twitter follow rather in general uh but uh, particularly around the time of this and how popular it was and just seeing him just sort of shine in a, in that uh, has been a delight uh so you know fun all around moving on to this button now Today's game Gavin's sponsor is Sekiro Sword Sharpening, which is hard to say. All right, so uh, we we're talking Sekiroko and Shadows Die Twice. Oh, yeah, this game that came out in, let me check the Wikipedia, 2019. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was a little older than that. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, uh, this game received a shit ton of awards i do believe uh, some game of the years perhaps even uh it always sort of looked like one that i wouldn't necessarily gravitate towards um it's sort of famously hard or is it this one that's famously hard? anyways yeah it's a a, a definitely a, a a challenging game at least for myself um and for that reason i'll just get the rating wise out of the way i'd probably go and this would you know if i had listeners this would probably upset them i'd probably go like a three yeah uh just because it's not my cup of tea not because it's a bad game but because it's not a good game for me uh uh, there were points i reached where not only was it difficult to the point where it was hard to get past but uh points as well where i just didn't know where i was going or what i was doing. I got lost and this is not something you know I play a lot of video games there was quite a few moments where I was lost and didn't know what to do next and found myself just running around aimless for like an hour Uh, and eventually it reached a point where I'm like okay well I'm not really having fun Uh, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm supposed to be doing Uh, yeah killing these people is fun but then because I'm traveling around and trying to figure out where to go uh, I would sort of come to an area I had already been, and the enemies had respawned because of all the traveling I've been forced to do trying to find where to go. Uh, and then I have to kill these enemies again that were difficult to kill the first time around. Uh, and now I've got to put myself through that again. Yeah, it, it just wasn't, it, it's not my bag of tea. Uh, now, let me say some good things. Uh, acting was good the story was pulling me in it was interesting i like the lore of the world and the cool arm and the abilities that you get and the sort of flying around mechanics and even the fighting um very fluidic uh and, and fun definitely one of the most beautiful games i've played in a long time uh beautiful gore beautiful beauty uh really running the gamuts of uh of that uh, uh the music the sounds like everything is good about this game it's just not a game necessarily that is for me so you know uh i i didn't beat it i'll definitely say that i i and i don't really know how far i got into it uh so you know that's all i really have to say about Sekiro: shadows die twice yeah a, a short talk as i assumed would happen because of the nature of my playing of it mm-hmm. Jolly, Jolly bit me. Wow. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on the is, is this real life? Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's Internet intercourse sponsor is Spice. Thank you for that sponsorship. I don't know, the first, we got a TED Talk title, TED Talk title, TED Talk title. It's been a while i feel like but uh this one sort of jumped out at me uh just for reasons that will become obvious uh why you should read dune was the ted talk title uh this has come up i'm sure on the podcast before i think uh maybe around matt coville yeah something around that um uh, the book of dune Oh, excuse me, <laughs> some spice in my throat there. The book uh, Dune is one that I have tried to read two or three times. I can't actually remember. Uh, once in high school, uh, once or twice since then. <laughs> and uh, one thing I uh, I do know is that every time I try to read it, I get a little farther. Uh, I plan to, you know, I feel this is a good time, 40 years old. Uh, 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 in a position where potentially I'll be able to penetrate it more easily. Who knows? Uh, once I'm done Lord of the Rings, which I'm uh, almost done, I should say, might even have for next episode. Uh, although I feel like I've slowed down the last uh, week or so for some reason. Um, I I think I'm gonna try it again. Uh, perhaps. Uh, in preparation for watching the movie or i will start reading the book and then watch the movie and that'll sort of help me penetrate it is what i'm hoping that sounds very sexual i don't know <laughs> it didn't mean to um the uh, the the ted talk itself gets some good reasons uh, Matt Covill, uh, one thing I like that he, uh, has said, and I think I've, this is how, the context that I've brought this up before, is that he said, uh, it's, it's okay that you sort of bounced off it. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, there's, there's people who Dune is like their favorite book ever. Uh, so th- that's one of the reasons why. I think I keep coming back to it because it, it, it seems like something I should like. It's just... And, you know, once I read it, uh, we'll talk about it, obviously, um, And it, because I can't remember exactly the reason that I bounce off it. The one suspicion I have is the amount of characters and lore that they assume that you're going to just understand again this is from years ago since i tried so you know maybe i'm uh, misremembering but uh, that's quite often why i bounce off of books like uh, in, in a fantasy uh, book for example if there is a uh, excuse me a glossary of terms or characters that is a bad sign for me. <laughs> that's a sign that uh you know, I'm going to bounce off of it. like uh game of thrones for example. people love that. uh i i remember reading or at least did i read the first 3? uh the first one even. i i can't remember, but uh, uh, it was definitely a series that i bounced off, you know, back when there was only 3 books or 2 books or whatever, long a long time ago. Mm-hmm uh so you know we'll see i i think i'll give it the old college try though moving on to webdm pruitt's video hiatus oh uh, yeah uh webdm uh sad news you know bittersweet news i guess you could say because uh it's a uh, a uh, uh, pruitt who uh him and oh shit what is the other co-host name? Oh, man. The only reason I, I'm i so bad with names, it's the dreaded name curse. Uh, so their uh, uh, WebDM is a, a YouTube series, uh, one that I, I watch just about every single episode. Um, they go sort of deep dives into, you know, mechanics, story elements, uh, 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 baddies, classes, races. Like they, they really sort of uh, take a subject, spend, you know, half hour... Twenty forty minutes, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, really delving deep into it, and well, uh, sort of a, a surgical precision of of interesting talks revolving around uh, D and D, and a huge fan of their uh, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, one of the hosts uh, has, has decided to uh, take a step back from the videos uh, just for you know, so personal mental health reasons, and uh, a very sort of uh, uh, I don't want to say I'm proud of him. <laughs> it feels weird to say, but uh, I am, I guess, uh, for him to sort of, you know, take a step back and realize that uh, this hobby that he's turned into a job is, you know, uh, no longer fun and is causing uh, uh, great amounts of stress. And uh, he's just not uh, having fun with life anymore <laughs> is sort of a uh, uh, how I know I have felt uh, and seemingly maybe that's how... Uh, uh, he is feeling uh, and to realize that and pull back, you know, that's, that's a big thing. And, uh, he's still going to be around. Uh, it's not like he's leaving the company, uh, him and the other host, which, you know, if I was at all good at remembering names, I would say his name here. Uh, <laughs> I, I very much like him, you know, that, but his name is Pru- Jim, uh, Proud and Jim. Uh, yeah. Names, names, uh, so i wonder how the videos are going to progress is he going to get another co-host is he going to do them themselves i i don't i feel like he could do them himself but there was always some good back and forth uh, where pruitt's uh questions and sort of responses seemed to open up and lead to interesting sort of a, a, a talk and uh, it was a fun dynamic so we'll see we'll see uh, and we'll probably bring it back here if i had to guess Moving on to a podcast. Uh, it's one I had heard of, I think, over the, my many podcast listening years, uh, but had uh, never checked out. It's called Blank Check. Uh, the reason that I sort of uh, made the plunge into it, and you uh, have got to say, I'll, I'll probably uh, subscribe now, very much uh, enjoyed the episode, was they had on uh, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger of Doughboy's fame, and they watched one of my favorite movies, uh, They Live, starring Mr. Roddy. Rado- Rowdy Roddy Piper if you have not seen they live yeah you know what I was was gonna say you got to watch it but I don't know if this is a movie that I would necessarily universally recommend (laughs) you have to have a a a certain personality or, or or certain open-mindedness to all movies in order to uh, watch this uh, insane movie yeah it's great like i i don't think i would yeah yeah i i definitely wouldn't ask the missus to watch they live i i, I don't think she would appreciate it <laughs> necessarily um so you know this is just a classic uh, example of why I love podcasts: a uh, uh, bunch of people sitting around talking about a movie and being funny while doing so. That's uh, that's all I need. That's all I need. Uh, this was, if I do recall, may have allegedly, possibly. Don't tell anyone. Smoked a little weed. Uh, uh sort of lied down in the dark put this on and just you know laughed and laughed and listened yeah it was just a just a relaxing uh zone out for a bit and have some uh laughs delight made me want to watch the movie again that's for sure so uh, don't be surprised if you see a uh they live in a upcoming episode maybe Uh, Anyways, uh, moving on to the final item of this particular Internet Intercourse Critical Role Campaign 3 Episode 1. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I will freely admit that I was nervous. Uh, Nervous for them, but also nervous that maybe I wouldn't like it. Um, There is, or uh, I saw quite a lot of posts... I think particularly from Marisha, but from some of the other cast members as well, saying things like, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep an open mind, things are different, uh, this isn't the same story, uh, things along that line that made me nervous, but, but, after this first episode, I gotta say, uh, 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 immediately in love. Uh, They did some very interesting and smart things. Three of the characters, oh, so um, Ashley, Liam, and Robbie hmm, uh, from uh, uh, the uh, uh, Alexandria Unlimited, which we spoke of very highly on this podcast, um, made the sort of journey over from that story to this, which I thought was a very interesting idea and a sort of cool way to transition from one story to the next to have uh, some of the characters from that move over to this that was a very cool idea and I liked it um, Liam's character is halfling fighter uh, uh, Robbie's character is a bard air Ganassi bard and uh, Ashley's character Fern the fawn uh, is a fire druid uh, yeah, she, I feel like that character for her uh, has so much potential just for. Uh, uh, she's like a little crazy, um, which she plays very, very well. Whereas her last character, um, what's her nuts? Uh, again, names. Her last character was very sort of dark and serious, uh, but you could always see the sort of lighthearted craziness wanting to poke through. Uh, so starting lighthearted and crazy right off the bat, I feel like she's a very smart move for her uh liam yeah uh, still i haven't quite he's, he's sort of quiet spoken he's sort of thoughtful uh Orum is the name of his character um i, I see potential there but uh it hasn't quite won me over yet uh i need to see more i feel like i need to see more uh and then robbie uh, I was a little, you know, worried for him. He is, a, you know, a new person coming into this cast that has been playing D d for, what, like a decade now? So, you know, he had to have been nervous uh, to be in this situation. But I got to say, like, the very first few things he said uh, were, <laughs> like, made me legit laugh out loud. Uh, he fit in so well so quickly. It was, It was actually fun to watch, fun to see. Uh, da, da, da. he, his character is a, a little unsure of himself, which uh, I think is kind of funny that his character and how I uh, just sort of mentally feel he, he, the person Robbie would feel in this situation, uh, he's sort of IRL and then that's worked into the character. Maybe, maybe he did that on purpose. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, regardless, it's working very well. Um, uh, Laura's playing Imogen, you know what Imogen and liam's character oram not dissimilar in that i feel like i don't know much about them yet yeah maybe that's my it's not a complaint it's a it's a curiosity like i'm i, I am curious about them but uh, i feel like like she's a little shy uh she's a sorcerer a human sort of a young lady uh slight southern accent Which was fun, uh. Yeah, between the two of them, like there's there's something there, but I don't know what it is yet. Uh, you know, one episode in in the case of Imogen, uh, uh, so you know, time to develop. Needless to say, uh, uh, Marisha playing uh Ludna, Laudna, Luda, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I'm guessing, well, she's definitely an undead warlock or a warlock anyways, human in appearance. But I feel like maybe she's using one of those, uh, characters, uh, like the undead characters, a damn fear or something like that. Like, I feel like we're going to, she's very goth and creepy, like uber creepy, which she's sort of leaned into to, uh, it's been a delight to watch her and this character as well. Uh, you, you could tell she's having fun and is sort of, uh, uh working on, uh uh working towards making this as uh, creepy as possible uh uh, to great effect uh talison playing a uh uh, earth Genasi uh barbarian with a friggin' crystal head (laughs) crystal hole in his head that you can look into uh a sort of a uh he's a big grump uh he's got a a just don't written on his jacket yeah just sort of a, a a grumpy Uh, homebrewed barbarian uh and i think he's gonna have a lot of fun with this uh seemingly also doing a shit ton of damage which i know talson loves doing uh yeah a a lot of fun and then who are we missing oh yeah travis playing sir bertrand bell which is apparently from a uh one shot called the search for grog so that's interesting um he is like a 70 80 year eighty-year-old human <laughs> so sort of a, a he's a human fighter but he's got a very uh, sort of roguish to him wouldn't be surprised if travis did some multi-classing into rogue um another interesting thing everything everyone else was level three he was level five uh so that's kind of a, a cool dynamic right there and also Uh, Old, he's really playing into the sort of old man of it, but uh, 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 sort of a silvery fox uh, uh, that's been fun to watch. And last but not least, Sam is playing someone named Fresh Cut Grass. Uh, I guess he is a Warforged or maybe a Reskin Warforged, a Cleric Automaton, also Southern Accent, which the first time... Uh, him and Laura spoke to each other. <laughs> that was like, it was interesting. He's sort of gold in c- color. He's, he, uh, uh, moves around on a wheel. Yeah. Uh, he eats <laughs> metal, <laughs> which I don't know if that just was something he had planned or just sort of ended up happening over the course of this first episode. Uh, he was a goddamn delight. Uh, so many laugh out loud moments, uh, and just the potential of this group uh you could you could feel it uh um, the the new set is amazing uh the lighting is a cool idea i don't know if that will i feel like stuff like that maybe sort of fades away in time like it's cool at f- uh, first but once the sort of luster wears off maybe a little um, it, if it faded away you know what? Uh, either way it, it's cool but uh yeah whatever um yeah uh, uh just overall impression is that uh campaign three after one episode in uh i'm hooked uh, and uh, i can't wait to see more folks we did it we did it that leaves a final thing to say which is always the final thing to say which is of course it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening Time to plug some things, and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory.